0: hello everybody welcome to my women's basketball rantings this is where i give my thoughts about the happenings in the women's game if you like this type of content kindly like subscribe and comment in the comment section below i put video tags down in case you just want to skip to any segment. i also put some closed captions in case you'd rather see my voice and listen to it all right if you are still listening welcome if you are not welcome let's get started today i'm going to be talking about ncaa basketball the week that was the welcome to the new year week that was it was a crazy 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 week this week and uh, of course i have some thoughts and i always give my thoughts on what's going on in ncaa right now all right so let's just get into it i know everybody's talking about it the great upset you thought UConn was a great upset. This is an even greater upset because no one saw it coming. I saw UConn coming a mile away because, of course, they lost their star player and all that. But for South Carolina, no one saw it coming. In fact, I didn't even see it coming so much that I didn't watch the game. Like, I I was like, oh, South Carolina and Missouri. Yeah, I watched another game. I didn't watch the game. It was when I got up the next day and I just just reading the news and I was like, South Carolina has been upset. I was like, what the hell? It was crazy. And I saw the videos. I was like, no. Then of course I had to go watch it. So I ended up watching it after the fact. So uh, I just have some one or two thoughts on that game. All right. So why did South Carolina get upset by a random team on a random night? Okay, it wasn't random because that was their season opener. But still, how did they get upset by a random team on that night? Number one, it was the first night after the holidays. So everybody has kind of gone with their family. They are relaxed. They are no longer in game mode, you know, things like that. So it's easy for a team to slip one on you. And let's not discount Missouri. They were, you know, I said South Carolina is a disciplined team. Missouri is even more disciplined. South Carolina, they took efficient shots. They limited their turnovers. They didn't have the best shooters, but the shooters they had, they knew exactly how to maximize them. And um, they shot their threes, which, like I always say, you live by the three, you die by the three. If a team can shoot threes and shoot them well, you have a fighting chance against a lot of teams, not just in NCAA basketball, also in WNBA and even NBA threes is kind of like a lifeline but like I always say if you shoot if you live by the three you die by the three and this time Missouri lived by their threes and South Carolina well they never shoot threes anyway so I think their three point efficiency wasn't that great in this game South Carolina was 6 for 21 and uh, Missouri was 7 for 15 so even the the efficiency 26 28% from three for six percent from three, come on. I mean, that was the game right there. Then, and the fact is that South Carolina didn't do anything wrong. People always say, oh, they are guard play. Yeah, they have never been. South Carolina is not a defense offensive team. I Like I always say, I don't think they are a very good offensive team. Their strength has always been in their rebounding, their offensive rebounding, and their defenses rebounding. And in this game, they did well. They were 47. 47 rebounds as opposed to 37 seven for Missouri. They did what they were supposed to do. And Leah Boston did what she was supposed to do. But like, and, and I would say this every time, defense is good, but it can only take you so far. And this game showed exactly what I've been saying. Defense can only take you so far. You can, if you have a good defense, the day you run against a better offense, your game plan is gone. And that's exactly what happened to South Carolina. So they need a better offense. Me, I I don't think they did a bad job in this game. I think they played well. Like I said, of course, they had um, offensive struggles, but then they've always had offensive struggles. And their um, defense has always helped them get over it. Because even the one against Duke was very rough. The one against Maryland was also rough when it comes to offense. So they've always had offensive trouble. That has, that has not stopped them from being the in my own team. Because like I said, uh, defense is, all, is very, very important. And they have it down. So I think they need to go back to the drawing board and really figure out how to make their offense work. And hey, it wasn't a blowout. It was just a one-point win that could have easily gone either way. So I still give it to South Carolina. They let one drop. It happens. Let, they'll, they'll move on. They'll learn from it. And for Missouri... I am so proud of that team. I've never seen a team play with so much art. Like they knew they had a chance, and they hung till they got the chance. And when they got that chance, they capitalized on the chance. You don't, you can't write a better storybook story than what happened that that night. Of the new year, it was it was just perfect. I'm so proud of the Missouri team. They deserved that win. They earned it, and I heard they were just eight players. Like, and their star player was even out. So, just show that as a team, there's really nothing you can't do if you play as a team and believe in yourselves. You can take down any giant. And (coughs) this makes me worry for South Carolina. What if this happened in the final four? What would they have done? Like, they need to figure it out. And map is happening now. But what I'm saying is that a team in the Final Four can say, you know what, we are not going to lose this Final Four like Arizona. And if they run into a South Carolina, we don't care if we have been on the season. We don't care if you are number one team in the world. A team like Missouri, with the way they played, if they carried that energy into a Final Four, I see them beating any team. And South Carolina should be very worried of that. Especially since if they are going to make it out of that Final Four. Because that Final Four, anything can happen. So they have to really, really work on their offense. They have to work on their defense. Everything has to be tight if they really want to make it out of that Final Four. I think they will, but they must not rest on their laurels. And really, really tighten up their offense. And then, of course, build on their defense. So that's it for the South Carolina-Missouri game. Another game I'll move into quickly that I watched and I really, really loved was the... Maryland upset. Would I call it an upset? Maryland, Indiana, I wouldn't call it an upset. Both of those teams are really good. Indiana is a fantastic team. Maryland, I don't know what's happening with Maryland this season. I picked them for a Final Four, but so far they have not been playing like a team that that will get into the Final Four. They have no identity. I thought they had an identity coming into the season, which was their offense. But this game showed that no, they, they did not. They don't have an identity. What, what is this thing? Are they defensive? Are they offensive? Do they have good guards? Do they have good post plays? What is their identity? Who are they? I have no idea. This game showed nothing. Um, Ashley, I have no idea what she, she was disappeared this whole game. Disappearing at 10 points. Well, 10 points, one assist. Ashlo, so are you kidding me? You are the point guard of this team. Carry them. Carry them. One assist. 10 points. Come on. Damon Miller was the only person bowling. And injuries injuries is injuries Injuris tried her best to keep this game afloat, but she just couldn't do it. The three-point shooting did not exist in this game. Like I always say, you keep die, you live by the three, you die by the three. Maryland is a fantastic three-point shooting team. That's their, that used to be their identity. They had shooters from all angles. They could light it up as quick as fire. But for, for some reason, this game, everybody went cold. Oh, Katie Benzin, they are great three-point shooter, just five points. And um, I think what really did them in was towards the end when um, I think Indiana was kind of like, maybe they were me at just five points. And then, no oh, no, no, it was in OT. When Indiana, I think Indiana was driven by two, of some sort, and then they started shooting threes. Yeah, I understand. Sometimes that thing works. It works. It it does work. But in this game, you knew that your three point shooting has been so off, and that's when they decided to start shooting threes. They shot like three threes, bricked it, and then of course on the other end, Indiana was capitalizing on it, and that was it. Game over in OTA. And even though, and they rallied. They rallied in the fourth quarter, came back from a nine-point deficit. I thought, oh, my God, Maryland, this is the team I know. This is the team I know. And all of a sudden, he started shooting threes. The game fell away. Um, fouls. It was just a messy, messy game. He had no flow. I usually like watching Maryland play because I, lo- I just love their offense, just feeding off each other. But this game was just off. I think Ashley also was having a bad day. And I, sometimes I think if Ashley Lewis is having a bad day, everybody's having a bad day. It just didn't work out. Imagine Indiana sh- is shooting 27%. Maryland, a very good three-point shooting team, is shooting 23%. They shot 36% from the field, while Indiana is shooting 45 Come on. 21 of 58, 26 of 57. Indiana is not like a shooting team, so they are more defense-oriented. So I can see why they kind of came out on top indiana gave locked them down they took them out of their rhythm they controlled the game indiana is a good team don't sleep on indiana so conference players started uh that's another thing i wanted to talk about conference players started there are some i love conference play because there's so many great teams going at each other on a regular basis there's so many rivalries uh, like some really great conference play, play games going on uh, the, my best conference is uh I think Big Ten, the one with the, no, SEC is my best conference. The one with South Carolina, Georgia, have a lot of very interesting teams in that conference. So that's my best conference. But there are so many good conferences. Big 12 is good. The conference, I think, is the worst conference. I'm sorry, it's Big East. They really don't have any good, good teams that are great on that conference. The only good team there is UConn and maybe DePaul. Villanova is not that good. City, Big East just doesn't have any good good teams apart from UConn and maybe the poor. If you look at the conference like Big Twelve, it has Baylor, it has Texas. I love Texas. It has Oklahoma State. Those are some really good um teams, not the best, but it's, it's at least you have some fighting. To Oklahoma, Iowa, Those are good good um team. Kansas State just upset Baylor. I didn't watch the game, but I was impressed. And Pack Twelve is good too. Pac-12 is good. Stanford, they have uh, Arizona, they have UCLA, they have um, California, they have USC, they have Utah, they have Oregon State. That's some really good things they pack. Pack twelve. The best conference is SCC, as you can see from the looks. Look at look at the team: LSU, Tennessee, Missouri, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Texas, and M. Florida, Arkansas, Auburn. Come on, so many good teams in this conference. Mississippi State. So many great teams that have like some really good Final Four experience, very good programs, well run, very good coaches. Uh, SEC is the best conference. Argue with your 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 mothers and your 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 boyfriends and your girlfriends. Argue with them. I want to give a shout out to my girl, Kathleen Clark, for getting to one thousand points and being the first Big Ten player to do that. And uh, she also had 44 points in a game against Elvinia, which was a very funny team. Uh, yeah, she had 44 points. She went off in that game. And, I mean, I can understand that going off. I mean, it's a team, like, of course, she's going to go off. But, I mean, that's Catherine Clark. That, that's why we love her. So, uh, shout out to her. I love her, watching her play. I'm not a fan of Iowa itself, but I'm a fan of her. I can't wait to see her in the WNBA. She's one of the few people I'm so excited about when they join the WNBA because i think she's going to really change the way the game is played at that level then um so some a few other games i watched i watched um i watched tennessee uh Arkansas because i i really like Arkansas. uh tennessee is actually a very good team they're a better team than i thought i wish i'd watched baylor Kansas Kansas but i didn't i wish i'd watch that and uh it wasn't even close like I thought it was it was a close game and it wasn't. It's almost a ten point victory. Um, Ayokali went off for two points in that Baylor game. Naisa Smith. It just wasn't a great game for for Baylor. And um, so we are really I'm beginning to worry about Baylor. And I hope they get it together. You know they have a new coach. It it will take some time before they get it together. Uh, Tennessee is really really good. Uh, and I really enjoyed the game Arkansas. Arkansas couldn't hang. They tried to, but they really couldn't. Uh, Duke and Notre Dame was very good. Went down to the wire. Put on my young team. So uh, I really wasn't. It was a funny game. I didn't really watch it that well. LSU is on the rise. Uh, I've not watched an LSU game, but I will try to watch an LSU game one of these days. Unfortunately, UConn, I don't know what's going on. They haven't played in in, in two weeks. And I'm already like, what is happening? I need some UConn in my life. Even though they lose, I still like them. And it's really, really painful that we haven't seen them play. And I even heard that they might not even play this week. And maybe even the upper week because some of their players have COVID. And by the time they um, recover, before they practice, it's just going to take a while. So um, fingers crossed that we see UConn play at least this month. All right, so games to watch out for this week, like I always do. Tennessee, Texas A&M. Texas A&M has been losing. 50, they've been, been very, very funny lately. So let me see how they come up against Tennessee. I fully expect Tennessee to win that game if there's no upset. Kentucky, Georgia will be fantastic. Georgia has also been weird. They lost to LSU, saying that LSU was the bigger, bigger team. Of course, the game everybody's looking forward to is LSU, South Carolina. Um, This lady, Kimoki versus Don Staley, both of them huge personalities, huge, great coaching experience, great coaches. They both have a very unique style of play. I'd like to see how they go head to head. I think South Carolina will win, but it's open to anybody at this point. Um, Duke and Georgia take defense upon defense I like to see how that works out. So those are the games I will be looking out for this week. Final four predictions: South Carolina, obviously. Uh, Maryland, you're out. I'm sorry, you're just out. You have what I'm seeing is not convincing, so I'm moving you out, and I'm putting Louisville on. So we have South Carolina, we have Louisville, we have Tennessee. I believe this is Tennessee's year. They've been. I've been seeing. I've been loving what I, I've been seeing so far you are going to the Final Four. So that's Tennessee. Then for the fourth slot, we're going to put a wild card, and I'm going to put Texas. Texas is going to the Final Four as of right now. So we have a South Carolina, we have a Tennessee, we have a Louisville, and we have a Texas. Let's see from the play how it goes next week. Thank you for listening, and uh, see you next week.